0: And the thing is, after all these years, I still look back with wonder.
1: Happy Sunday there, Wonderlings. This is Angela Bowen, the host of Looking Back on my Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast. So the last couple episodes have been... Really family-ish focus with Kevin and another family member. We had a Kevin and Jack episode, you know, father-son episode in Road Trip. We had a Norma and Kevin episode and When Worlds Collide. That was last Sunday. This Sunday, we are having a brothers episode featuring Kevin and Wayne. Now, we haven't had an episode like that since season two and I believe it was Season 2, Episode 8, Hiroshima Mon Frere. And this one is pretty much no different. Um, the only difference is the boys are a little older, and they're still fighting in this episode. Although now it kind of culminates, uh, they're getting too big to share a room. And it's time, now that Karen's out of the house, her room is freed up, so... One of them's going to have to move. It's the only way, honestly, I think that they could have a better relationship if they weren't sharing a room. Or at least a more tolerable relationship. So a little bit about this episode. This is Season 4, Episode 18, entitled Separate Rooms, which aired on April 3rd, 1991. Kevin and Wayne are at each other's throats, again over sharing the same room. When it seems that Karen will no longer be needing her old room, the two see her moving out as an exciting opportunity, but soon Wayne and Kevin can't reach an amicable decision over who gets Karen's room and who stays in the old one. Well, how would you guys see that? I mean, do you think Kevin should get the room, or do you think that that Wayne should be the one to move? I think, honestly, I think that Wayne should just, move into Karen's room and Kevin should stay there just because actually spoiler alert I think that's pretty much what happens Kevin ends up having to remodel himself but it just Wayne's you know two or three years older than Kevin and they're really at separate points I mean they're both teenagers but they're both at Wayne's currently on the downslide of almost finishing high school. Kevin hasn't yet entered high school just yet, so they're in two different worlds, and I, like I said, I think it would be better if they just were in separate rooms. It would work out so much better for them. And it'd be less of a headache for Jack having to break up their fights all the damn time. I mean, that's gotta be tiring as hell. It's like, you guys, you're Practically, almost, eventually, going to be grown men. This crap of swabbling like your six-year-olds has gotten way old, and it needs to stop. But real quick, I hope everyone had a good Valentine's Day. If you're with someone, or if you're not, um, or if it was just a regular day for you, then that's cool too. Um, I had a I had a good day. Uh, Jeremy and I went to Applebee's yesterday for a belated Valentine's Day lunch date. <laughs> Because we both, you know, we we work different shifts, so we only really see each other on the weekends. So, I got Jeremy a couple Nintendo eShop cards, and he got me a couple books and a couple movies. One of which I've already watched, Wonder, and I did read the audio, listen to the audiobook, which I absolutely, I love both the book and the movie. They're very phenomenal and beautiful. Alright, let's jump into this episode. So we open up with a home movie flashback. We get Wayne and Kevin. Kevin's got to be about maybe three, maybe Wayne might be four. And Kevin's swinging on the little play set in the backyard on the swing. And Wayne's wearing a cowboy hat. And he just comes along right behind Kevin, push it like fully, both arms extended, push, pushes him little Kevin off the swing. He flies forward. I'm surprised he didn't hit his head on um, the side of the swing set because he looked like he came pretty close. Of course, Jack comes right along, scoops up little Kevin, and grabs Wayne around the waist, picking him up. It's like, yeah, you're not going to do that to your brother. Now we get another fun little flashback here. The boys eating ice cream cones in the backyard. Oh, and uh, Jack's grilling. I wonder if this is like late late summer almost into fall because they're wearing like sweatshirtish heavier type material, but then it could have just been a cool day. And of course they're waving to the camera and then Wayne just slaps that ice cream cone right out of Kevin's hand. It's like and it seems like from day one Wayne has always been beating up on Kevin. He has never had a break from his brother in any way. It's always the older one's going to beat up on the little the little one. So Jacket, once again, comes over, grabs Wayne, grabs Kevin by his Oshkosh-Bagosh um, overalls. Like, the front, he just grabs it and picks Kevin up. Like, it's like, good thing those, um... Those snaps on Kevin's overalls hold, because imagine if they were come undone, like, you would be holding uh, overalls with no kid in them or something. I don't know. It's just kind of funny. So, basically, Jack just carries the kids through the the house, past the living room, into the bedroom, plops one on one bed and then the other on the other bed, points his finger at... This is basically, you're not getting any dialogue. It's just Kevin narrating about his early days with Wayne having Wayne as a brother. So Jack kind of just points at them and says, you stay there, you stay there. And then he walks out and shuts the door. But it also seems, I mean, it wasn't always beat up on little brother day. It was, you know, they. Kevin says they had some good times and it sees them, you know, in a bed together with a sheet over them and they got their flashlights. So it wasn't all terrible. And now we got them, uh, punching each other with, they got, like, uh, little kid boxing gloves on. <laughs> I like how, Ke- um, older Kevin says here how when they were young kids, how that bedroom just seemed so big. When they were, like, maybe five and seven, now they're, like, 17 and 14 or, or whatever their age. But yeah, because Karen's, like. 18, 19 now, so Wayne has got to be two years younger than her. So he's got to be probably 17. Kevin's, like, 14 going on 15. Oops. So let's play a fun little clip here. As the boys have gotten older, they're their current, present age right now, and Kevin is on the bottom while Wayne is on the top. Wayne's got him pinned down between his, his knees on the bed, and he's just got Kevin's arm in a grip, and it's just... Jack comes in and is like, okay, you need to knock the fuck off or I'll beat you both. It's like, he's had enough. It's constant, constant fighting. Wayne seems to always be the one to start it. Like, Kevin doesn't even have to say anything or really even literally do anything. It just could be a look and Wayne will just jump on him like a wolf to red meat. So I'll play this clip. I'll be right back.
0: So to ensure that Bond would flourish and grow... My parents provided us with something. Something to keep us together through thick and thin. A room. Our room. The thing is, we actually had some pretty good times there. But looking back now, when I think of that room, what I remember most is how big it seemed when we were little. little it seemed when we got big
2: Die, get off, butthead. Butthead. Sir, Why in... by
0: 1971 our room was beginning to seem about the size of a there. postage stamp
2: Idiot. pretty please I it. hey get off hey what's going on here nothing, nothing.
0: try and get along will you right dad But it wasn't that simple.
2: Dork! Buffoon!
0: After 14 years of living cheek to jowl, Wayne and I were drowning in a rising tide of old comic books, smelly sweat socks, and petty disputes.
2: Hey! That's mine! No, it's not! Give me that! No! No. Boys!
0: Right, Right Dad.
2: Touch my stuff.
0: <laughs> the thing is, it wasn't our fault. We were just two guys, trying to get by, trying to get out.
1: So of course the boys fighting gets the attention of Jack, who I'm guessing he's getting ready for work. Well, no, How? what is? Okay, okay. Um, well, he's just got his dress shirt on. He's getting his tie. Together, so I don't know if that wouldn't make sense. If this were a school day, those kids would be at the breakfast table. I don't. This could very well even be a weekend. Maybe he's got, Jack's got something going on with his job that he has to be somewhere for the weekend. I mean, this is season four when he did take that job to travel and everything. So I don't know if they kind of dropped that whole thing. Whether he just decided to go back and work at Norcom instead of doing the traveling thing, just to be with his family. So I'm not 100% sure, but I don't know. This could be a weekend. Maybe it could be, you know, the a weekday, a school day. I have no idea. So Kevin and Wayne just kind of sit there like, okay, Dad, don't worry. Yeah, we'll, we'll get along. And as soon as Jack leaves, Wayne takes a nasty, stinky, sweaty sock, rubs it all in Kevin's face. Oh, it makes me want to vomit just thinking about it. Kevin, just be happy it wasn't a pair of Wayne's underwear. (laughs) So, of course, Wayne starts it up again. When Kevin has a record album that he's looking at, Wayne's like, hey, that's mine. And Kevin's like, no, it's not. Wayne yanks, pulls it out of Kevin's hand. And then, of course, just starts them shoving each other and fighting. And Jack comes back and he's back into the room. It's like, guys, knock it off. It's like, Wayne is, or Jack is tired of having to freaking parent you kids. You're, you're practically grown men. Why do you got to act like little six-year-olds? I know, brothers fight and everything. I get it. I get it. But, ugh, just give your dad a break once in a while, guys. I mean, he's Busting his butt, providing for you so you have clothes and food and a roof over your head. Just give him a break once in a while. Oh my gosh. So Wayne's got Kevin pinned on the bed and then he grabs Kevin by like where his bangs would be and grips his (laughs) hair and kind of pulls him up and says, don't touch my stuff. Damn, Wayne is a brute. I would not want him for an older brother. We're a younger brother. We're a brother, period. I wouldn't even want him for a cousin. Uh, I thought it was funny as both of them try to slip out the doorway at the same time and realize that with their sizes that they're not able to do that at the same time. Um, (laughs) And this is where their room is directly across. Wait, hold on. Let me... me double check here okay they came out of that room okay so her room is just off of theirs karen's room is just off of their bedroom okay so while they're looking into karen's room norma comes in to like change the sheets and everything and wayne kind of brings up a point it's like karen's in college she's never here it's like why are you wasting time making her bed and she really doesn't offer a whole lot of sympathy. It's like, Kevin's like, well, Karen's not here. She's got this empty room and everything. You know, what about us? You know, Wayne and I. And Norma's like, well, you guys got a room. You know, that's the way it's always been. She really offers no sympathy. It's like, guys, I don't get it. You have a room. You're fine. You know, Karen's her daughter, so she's, She's going to make up that room regardless of whether Karen comes home or not. It's like, that's just in her routine to do that. It's. So now we move on to the kitchen where it's breakfast time. And I'm still saying this has got to be a weekend. Who has time to really sit down to breakfast? Yeah, this is maybe it's not a weekend. But we see Wayne slurping his cereal. It's like, what do you do when there's more milk than cereal? You slurp it, right? Or you just add some extra cereal in to kind of soak up the milk. To each their own. But Wayne, ever obnoxious, is just making a big production out of it. And I think even Jack kind of looks at him like do you mind? I'm trying to read the paper. Like, this is the only free time I get before I start my workday. I want to enjoy it in peace and quiet. (laughs) Kevin actually does say something to Wayne. He's like, do you have to do that? And Wayne's like, do what? And Kevin's like, that slurp your cereal. And Wayne just looks at him like, hey, you don't like it, leave. And Kevin's like, okay, I will. He, he gets up from the table. And it's like, okay, bye. Okay, I want to play this cl- clip as Kevin walks by. Norma asks Kevin if he's wearing Wayne's socks because he kind of messed up their bureau drawers. I'm going to play this clip. I'll be right back. I thought this was funny.
0: But no matter how we try to get away from each other, something kept drawing us back.
1: Kevin? Are those Wayne's socks you're
2: wearing? You know, now that I think of it, I may have mixed up your bureau drawers yesterday.
1: Did you boys notice whose underwear you put on this morning? So it's not that bad about the socks. That's forgivable. But when she asks, did you look to see whose underwear you put on? And Wayne lowers the cereal dish he's slurping from and he just has a look of Whoa. and even Kevin's like oh. oh that is so nasty not to mention I mean Kevin is a little bit slimmer if he were to put on Wayne's underwear they'd be a bit bigger you could tell if you're putting on underwear that might be a size or so bigger it's gonna hang off you he'd know right away Or maybe they wear the same size, but I doubt it because Wayne's got to be at least a size or so bigger than him. But even in the next scene, Kevin is walking to school or walking into school and that's when we get, um, his friend saying, ew, you wore his underwear, gross. Ugh. Yeah, that's just nasty. Ugh. It's like... If that's the case, Norma, use a Sharpie and label their initials on the tag or something so you don't get it mixed up. Or better yet, why don't you have Wayne start learning how to do his own laundry? Because he is 17 years old. I'd say at one point in time, if you're especially if you're a teenager, you can start doing some of those things yourself. Yes, it's nice to be able to have someone to do your laundry for you, but... Eventually, one day, you are going to be out on your own. You are going to have to be able to know the simple things of doing laundry, doing dishes, making your own, stuff like that. Doing, I mean, once you get out on your own, it's like, you got to know how to do that. Now, it's not rocket science to do laundry, but you got to make sure your whites are separate from your colors, different temperatures, some, you know, Things are delicate, so they need to be turned inside out when you wash them, or they need to be hung dry or tumble low or whatever. I'm just saying, it, it, Wayne could be doing his own laundry. Although Norma, I don't think would ever let him. It's a mother thing to do. She wants to do. She wants to take care of her kids. So yeah, Kevin is walking to school with Paul and Doug, and Doug is the one. who's like, oh, you wore your brother's underwear. I'd kill myself if that were me. I think, isn't Doug, I think Doug's an only kid. He's an only child. But, of course, Paul's gonna spell the virtues of, oh, you're so lucky to have a brother, cause, you know, Paul only has a little sister. So, it's like, really? Um, I'm sure Kevin would be glad to give you Wayne if you want a brother <laughs> There, Paul. <laughs> Paul! come on, it's not that bad. Really? How would you like it if your mom switched out your underwear with your dad's underwear and you didn't realize it and put it on by mistake? I mean, luckily, I never had that issue. Even when I was living with my aunt and uncle and their five kids, me and my um, one cousin, she and I were like, maybe three years apart, and I don't think our clothes ever got mixed up or anything. We did, however, have to share a room for the year and a half that I was staying there. I had to share a room with her, and boy, oh boy, let me tell you, when it came to going home on the weekends where I had my own room, I was so thankful. Uh, I did not like sharing a room with my cousin. She was not nice. She was like... The equivalent of Wayne. She didn't beat up on me or anything, but she was kind of a brat. But I am going to play this clip of Kevin and his friends kind of walking to school talking about the nastiness of wearing Wayne's underwear and stuff like that, and Paul praising the virtues of having a brother even though he doesn't have one. He did the same thing with Buster, too. He's like, oh, you're lucky to have a dog, Kevin, and this and that. So... It's almost like, Kevin, you should be thankful for what you have, because I don't have that. But I'll play the clip, and I'll be right back.
2: You wore his underwear? Ew! Look, just don't mind me about it, okay? Man, I think I'd kill myself. Come on, guys, cut it out. I mean, it's not that bad. Oh, yeah? What could be worse? Well, okay. Oh, just drop it, okay? Sure. Just, he is your brother. You're lucky to have one.
0: Easy for Paul to say. He didn't have a brother.
2: Hey, Paul. Trust him. I can't get away from him. He's driving me crazy. Sure, but what about the good things? The camaraderie,
1: the easy give and take, the heartfelt respect.
2: Hey, butthead! Don't touch my stuff!
1: So Paul's all like, hey, you know what, you're lucky to have a brother, and that's when... Kevin kind of whirls around on Paul and is like, you know what, I can't stand him, he's driving me nuts. And I can tell you, Paul, that if you were Kevin, you would probably feel the same way. Heck, if you were you, Paul, and you had a brother like Wayne, you would feel the same way. No one wants an older sibling that's going to beat on them and treat them like shit. I mean, and the whole brotherly bond thing, that's something that I think probably more happens when you're, like, in your late 20s and 30s. That's if you have that type of bond with your brother. Or maybe it's more like, you know, you're rough with each other when you're younger, but then you get older and you have kids of your own and you end up bonding over fatherhood or something. I don't know. Camaraderie and the easy give and take? Paul, you know who you're talking about, either Oh, and of course, a heartfelt respect as Wayne pulls up in this jalopy-looking piece of shit vehicle, and he yells at Wayne or Kevin says, "Hey, butthead, stay out of my stuff." Oh, he point Wayne points at Kevin saying, "Hey, butthead, don't touch my stuff." The way that that car of Wayne's like backfires like that, it's just like I'm surprised. The way his head kind of jerks back and then forward, it's like. You're lucky you don't get, like, whiplash or or something, your neck fucked up or something like that. I mean, ugh. If he had money, he should get that car checked out. I mean, overall, it's a piece of crap. It runs, but it's a piece of crap. And it sounds horrible. Not to mention, it's an ugly looking car that could really use a paint job. And, uh, redesign on the interior, but then again, I don't know anything about cars. Kevin just turns around after Wayne leaves and then looks at Paul like, oh, you're saying... And then Paul is still justifying himself like, hey, I still say you're lucky. Uh, There's no winning with Paul here. (laughs) Yeah, someone to talk to and share your dreams. Like, Wayne isn't that kind of brother. That is like a brother that is a one in a million shot that you get if you're lucky. So, okay, of, of course, later on, it's nighttime, they're in bed sleeping, Wayne is a really heavy snorer, and Kevin is like, just, Wayne, Wayne, Wayne! And Wayne finally wakes up, he's like, what? And Kevin's like, well, sh- you shut up already! And they're just back and forth, you shut up, no, you shut up! <laughs> As the camera pans outward, you know, th- from the window. It's just, yeah, it's like, I, I'm not a fan of people who snore either, I really don't like it. Now they're hitting each other with pillows, and Wayne is like, why did you wake me up? And Kevin's like, because you snore. And Wayne's like, well, no, I don't. And Kevin's like, uh, yeah, you do. Yeah, they end up busting a lamp or something on their bedside table as they're flinging their pillows at each other. Now in the next scene, guess who comes for a visit? Oh, Karen's back. When was the last time we saw her in an episode? I'll have to look. So Karen's back eating dinner. She is a starving Marvin there. They're actually eating they're eating at the uh the dining room table, not the kitchen table. And Karen's just wolfing down this food. It's like, well she probably doesn't have really a good home cooked meal. It's I mean, you're a college kid, you're probably limit living on a limited budget and everything. So I mean you get a chance to go home and like have some good like Steak and mashed potatoes or meatloaf or or green beans or whatever that is. And it's just like, oh. Because honestly, fast food and just ramen noodles, whatever. That kind of stuff does not compare to a good home-cooked meal. Alright, so I am going to play the clip of Karen and the family eating dinner together. Because we really don't get to see Karen. I can't really remember the last episode unless it was the uh season four episode one might have been the last episode that we saw of her so far this season so all right i'll play the clip and it'll be right back shut up more potatoes honey mm.
2: hard, Mom.
0: my sister karen was home from college which could only mean one of three things so have school
2: Right, Dad. Great, Dad. Grades? Okay, I think.
0: Leaving only? Money?
2: Well, that's what I want to talk to you about.
0: Here it came. The mid-semester bite. The freshman pinch. How much?
2: Nothing. I got a job. <coughs> a job? You're kidding. A job? Yes, Dad. A job. Well, that's nice, honey. What kind of a job? At the co-op. On campus for the summertime. But I thought you were coming home this summer. Nope. I'm gonna be living up there.
0: Now, let's take a moment to consider what just happened here. My sister had told her family she wouldn't be home for the summer. To my parents, that meant losing their eldest child, their only girl, their flesh and blood. But to Wayne and me, it meant something much more immense. Can we we have have a room? room?
1: So, of course... Jeff thinks, you know, being that Karen's out of college for the summer, that she's going to need money since she's going to be coming home. Turns out, Karen doesn't need any money because she got herself a job. Way to go, girl. Way to go. <laughs> of course, when she says she got a job, that makes Wayne choke on his milk. And he's like, a job? So Norma's pretty much all for it, just saying, way to go, honey, that's great. So where is this job? And she says it's at the co-op uh, co-op at the college. So that way she's going to be staying up there instead of coming home. So just kind of trying to judge, you know, Jack's kind of reaction as in this could be a good thing. Maybe he's not sure yet. He wants to know a little more about it before he agrees to it. So, Wayne and Kevin waste no time asking, can we have her room? Now, when my sister moved out, um, I was 10 going on 11 at the time, and I ended up my little, because we each had our own room, so when she moved out, I got her bigger room, and then my old bedroom pretty much just came, became a spare room that I think we had rented out for a short amount of time. And then, of course, when when I moved out, my dad basically just had his room and then two empty bedrooms for, like, say, if someone were, like, one of the nieces or nephews were spending the night for the weekend to work at the market and stuff like that. So after the boys say that, um, dad locks them out of the house while... He and Norma kind of confer with Karen just getting all the details about, you know, what her plans are, what the job's like, what she's going to be doing, and all that financial hoopla. So, Wayne and Kevin kind of take it upon themselves to just, you know, chill in the, you know, shooting hoops and all that good stuff while, well, actually, (laughs) they end up snooping through the window kind of trying to listen in and find out what's going on. So this is funny, Dad like uh, shuts him outside and the boys like hightail it from the front of the house to the back of the house. And believe you me, they are hauling ass. They don't trip, they don't just... Oh my god! Jack is just kind of laying into her. It's like, whoa! I thought he was be. Beef- I literally thought he would be... for the- Oh, okay, they're in her, her room. I really thought he would be, like, okay with that. I'm in. Mean. So while Norma, Karen, and Jack are kind of all arguing, debating about this, of course, Jack turns, faces the window that Kevin and Wayne are looking into, sees them, and sh- shuts the blinds. Like, guys, this is not anything to do with you right now. I know you're excited about the idea of maybe g- getting separate bedrooms, but he- Oh my gosh! They're actually hanging out on the old swing set. <laughs> how is it that Kevin isn't like, cause Kevin's swinging on the swing set and Wayne's just kind of sitting there? You think with the their weight or their girth and everything like that, it would be you know how um some you know how the poles are in the ground? You think their combined weight would be making um the poles kind of almost like pull up out of the ground because those swing sets are made for like little kids oh and by the way i see buster's doghouse but no buster where is buster i know they can't have him in every episode but come on just put him outside and they can play with buster while they're waiting why do we got to see him on the swing set i mean yeah we did see them in the opening flashback of them on the swing set Okay, I kind of like this here. So, I mean, they're not arguing. They're not fighting, which is a major rarity. It seems like they always are. So they're just kind of chilling on the swing set. Then they're, like, tossing the ball, the bas- the the baseball back and forth. So it's like they're uniting under this predicament of they're both, they both like the idea that Karen will be gone so that room will be freed up. Alright, now they moved on from baseball to playing a little b ball in the back uh in the it's not the backyard. It's by the garage. And also, when do you ever see them park in the garage? You don't. It's one of those two st um one stall two car garages, but the way that the house is kind of um more it's like the garage is more Like, the house itself is overlapping, so it's like, you wouldn't be able to really have two cars. You could have two cars in there, but one of them would have to be, like, angled at a point to be able to, you know, not hit the house. Jeremy and I, before we got the house we were living in now, actually did look at a house that was nice, but it did have a detached garage that was a two-car garage but the way that the house was overlapping it you would have to angle your car to be able to get it out of it and that was one of the points it's like we wanted a attached two-car garage not a detached one and luckily we found one that had an attached garage to it so I'm gonna play this clip of Kevin and Wayne kind of playing a little b-ball. They're getting along. Everything's awesome. Wayne even says, hey, I'm going to get soda. You want some? And when they turn around, that's when Karen comes out. And they kind of find out what the news is, what's going to happen. So I'll play that clip. I'll be right back.
0: The funny thing is, we actually had fun hanging out, being together. I'm
2: going to get some soda. You want some?
0: It was pretty clear what had happened.
2: Well, guys, I'm out of here. Looks like the room's yours. Yes! 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 Oh yes! 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 <laughs>
1: So, when Karen tells Wayne and Kevin, I'm out of here, the room is yours. Kevin and Wayne are so excited. Kevin's so excited that he takes his basketball, throws it up behind his head, and actually lands in the basket, which is freaking amazing. I'm sure that there are people out there that can pull that off. I'm probably not one of them. Wayne and Kevin actually high-five each other, too. It's just... Or they slap palms. High-five, whatever. They are actually jumping up and down, holding on to each other. Oh, my gosh. A rare Arnold Brothers moment where they're actually happy. And then Karen pulls out of the driveway. She's got her own car, which must have happened when she was away. Because I remember in Season 4, Episode 1, when Jack was taking her away to college, so... Either that or she borrowed someone else's car. And it's a blue VW little bug car. <laughs> it's got flower power, like, uh, pedal decal, decal things on it. That's kind of cool. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, hold on. That's someone else that's driving, so someone picked Karen up. Okay, that's not her car. Never mind. Yes, yes. So Kevin and Wayne head in their room, and it's kind of like they say their sayonara... You know, it's nice knowing you, and they shake hands and everything like that, and then it's like, alright, so Wayne is under the impression, like, okay, Kevin, Kevin's leaving, but of course, Kevin's under the impression that Wayne is going to go, it's like, um, now's a debate over who gets the room. Does it really honestly matter, though? I mean, think about it, if you... That room that Kevin and Wayne shared is already done up, so there's really probably not a lot of things that you can do to change it. However, Karen's room, you probably could, you know, it's a girl's room, so you're going to want to change it to a guy's room. So, will this really be a big thing? Oh, now they're going to argue over who gets, who has to move and who gets to stay? I mean, you think it'd be simple. One takes the room, one stays in their old room, right? hmm With Kevin and Wayne, no thing is that simple enough to decide on. Wow, this is the longest handshake I have ever seen in my life. Guys, I'm going to play this clip. of Now they're going to argue about who's getting the room and who's staying. I'll be right back. It even actually gets down to Wayne trying to bargain with Kevin. Like, oh, if you move out, I'll take you to school in my car. And Kevin's like, Your car, hell's no. Even Wayne knows that's a no-go, but I'll be right back. Yes. Yes.
0: Wayne and I were saying farewell to an era. It was almost poignant.
2: Nice knowing you. Yeah. You too.
0: Well? The time had come. There was nothing left to say, but... See you, butthead
2: see ya
0: just one little detail so when you leaving
2: me no i'm not leaving what i thought you were leaving no no i'm staying right here you're leaving i don't think so no 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 see this is
0: my room
2: wrong this is my room that's your room
0: And that's when the full horror of what was transpiring hit us. After more than a decade of strife, it had come down to this. We'd clawed our way to the very brink of freedom from each other. And now... You idiot! Suddenly, me, stupid, we were going nowhere.
2: Butthead! Okay. Move out. You can have anything on this bed.
0: And so, negotiations began.
2: I don't want anything on this bed. What? It's all junk. Why don't you take some of mine? You must be joking. All right, fine. Suit yourself. I'll drive you to school every day. In your car?
0: Apparently, our negotiational skills left something to be desired.
2: I'll pay you ten bucks. No. 20. No! A thousand. A hundred. Look, wait this isn't about money, okay?
0: Whatever it was about, this was too important to be left to mere dollars and cents.
2: One, two, three, shoot!
0: So, we left it up to blind luck.
2: Odds, mine, one zip.
0: What the heck, at least this would settle it, one way or the other. Shoot!
2: Evens, one up.
0: Heh <laughs> heh. Shoot!
2: Yes! Yes!
0: <laughs> there it was. An indisputable victory.
2: I win. I don't know what you're talking about. I win. Two out of three. It's the best three out of five. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's two out of three. Three out of five. Two out of three. Three out of five. Wayne, that's cheating. Fine. You don't want to play fair? Then we'll just forget the whole thing.
1: So, of course, i are arguing... Leads to Wayne shoving Kevin, vice versa. Wayne tackles Kevin onto his bed. They fall, roll onto the floor. And then in the next scene, we have all this shit on Wayne's bed. It looks like there's some books, board games, uh, baseball mitt. I don't know. What is that round thing? A ba- bowling ball? Basically, Wayne is... Offering Kevin, like, a bribe. If you move out into the other room, you get anything on this bed. And Kevin flat out like, I don't want anything on that bed. It's all shit. Kevin even goes so far to say, hey, why don't you take some of mine? Like, why would Wayne want your stuff? And I can't see you wanting any of his stuff. So trying another tactic here. Wayne's like, I'll drive you to school every day. And, of course, Kevin's, like, in your car. And there, Wayne, I mean, Wayne knows Kevin's right. Like, yeah, he's not going to want to go to school in your car. So now Wayne starts offering Kevin money to move out of the room. He says, I'll give you ten bucks. Kevin's like, no! And then Wayne ups it to twenty, and then he says, a thousand bucks. But then when, Kevin's, when Wayne sees that Kevin's like, really, you don't have a thousand dollars. And Wayne's like, all right, a hundred bucks. Like, no, Kevin, Kevin even says it's not about money. He doesn't want the money. So now they're at the dining room table. They're playing some game where they're doing one, two, three, shoot. Wayne's got two fingers and then Kevin's got the pointer finger out. I don't know what this game is. I mean, it's not rock, paper, scissors, but it's some other game that they're trying for two out of three, and then Kevin thinks he's won, and then that's when Wayne cheats and says, no, it's the best three out of five. It's like, you can't fucking change the rules at the last second when someone, I mean, when someone wins. That's, you don't do that. Has anyone ever tried to tried to settle either an argument or a debate or a, Like, in Wayne and Kevin's situation, having to see who's going to move out of the room, who's going to get the other room type of situation. I never have. Thank God I never have. And like I said, my sister's room was pretty much up for grabs when she moved out. My dad uh, got me a waterbed. I remember that weekend. It was really nice. I went and stayed at my Aunt Janice's house. And then when we came back, my dad was getting the waterbed all set up. And I had that waterbed from the time I was like 10 until I was... I think after I was 19, my dad just thought that it was just time to get me a regular bed, like the waterbed was too much to upkeep. I liked that waterbed. I could crank the temperature up, and it would be so... Sometimes it would be too hot, though, and I'd just be, like, getting sweaty in the middle of the night. But anyway, back to the wonder year. Sorry, guys. I don't mean to bore you with this story, then. So Kevin accuses Wayne of cheating, and then Wayne just stands up and says, fine, we'll just, uh, we'll forget about the whole thing. And he just walks off. So now we move to the next night, or it could very well, I think it's later that evening that Jack asks the boys who's going to get Karen's room. And they both point And the other's direction saying he is. It's like, eh, they don't even want to look at each other. So whatever they're watching on the screen, there's this angry guy who is pissed off. And he busts through this glass door. And turns with an angry look to face the camera. And that is when Wayne turns to glare at Kevin. Like, that's going to be your face. Or that's how I'm feeling right now. So I'm going to play this clip of Jack just asking the boys because you don't really see, I mean, the fact that he's not yelling, he's not angry, he's just asking a simple question and he just seems kind of, you know, calm and everything. So I want to play that clip because we really don't get a whole lot of Jack when he's not angry or yelling or something to that effect. So I'll be right back.
0: The thing is, I wasn't sure myself why Wayne and I couldn't agree on the one thing we both wanted so much.
2: So, uh, who's moving into Karen's room?
1: He is.
0: All I knew was... Neither one of us was backing down.
1: So now we move on to the next school day. It's lunchtime. Kevin and Paul are coming out of the lunch line, and... Paul doesn't get it. He doesn't understand what the big deal is. He says, you know, it's just a room. And then Kevin Kevin is like, you know what, you don't get it. It's the principle of the thing. And a matter of fact, he's like, well, it's my room. And it's like, yes, Kevin, it is your room, but it is also Wayne's. So there's got to be a way to be able to settle this that doesn't result in a head injury or a concussion or physical violence of any kind. And I honestly think that if the boys can't decide who gets the room, then Norma and Jack should say, all right, you know what? It's not up to you anymore. You're staying here. You're moving. And then that way there would be no room for debate. Paul is so taking Wayne's side. He's like, but it's Wayne's room too. He's older. He's got seniority. Really? I didn't know it was a matter of seniority. And Kevin's irritated. He's like, why are you taking his side? So Doug has got some cojones here. He's got some balls. But he's like, maybe Kevin just doesn't want to sleep alone anymore. Maybe he's afraid to sleep alone. You know, maybe he's afraid of the dark. And he's like, ooh. It's like, okay, come on, Doug. Seriously. (laughs) Good one there. Good one, Doug. You got some balls (laughs) to joke at Kevin. But I'm going to play this clip and I'll be right back.
2: I don't get it. What's the big deal? It's just a room. Look, Paul, it's not that simple. There are principles at stake here. What principles? Well, it's my room. True. But it's his room too, right? And he is older, which gives him seniority. Oh, if that okay, makes go it. ahead. Take his side. Well, sorry, but you did don't say... Well, just forget I said anything, okay? Maybe he's just afraid to be alone. What? Or maybe he's afraid of the dark. Woo! very funny. Hey everybody, Kevin Arnold's afraid of the dark. I am not.
1: To throw this into Kevin. I mean, you think it's like, oh, he's afraid of the dark. No, Doug goes one step further and gets the whole damn lunchroom, or at least on their side, the lunchroom kids. Like, hey, everybody, Kevin Arnold's afraid of the dark. Woo! <laughs> it's so, oh, it's just, and Kevin's like, I am not. But, oh, I, I thought that was funny of Doug. Now we move on to the evening, it's close to bedtime. Kevin's doing his nightly ritual, you know, doing the mouthwash thing, spitting in the sink. Now he's brushing his teeth. Usually I brush my teeth and then do the mouthwash, but I like this was interesting. The the way their bathroom is set up is like they got one main mirror and then you got a side mirror on either side. So it's like you're able to look at yourself from three different angles. Is this the main bathroom? Because we see, Kevin's got a toothbrush, but there are two toothbrush holders, or two toothbrushes in the holders there. So those belong to, I take it, Jack and Wayne. That house doesn't look big enough to have two full bathrooms, and that is a full bathroom there. So as Kevin is standing there brushing his teeth, he's thinking back on what Doug said, maybe. And maybe, it's like, Would I actually miss my brother? But then he looks at the closed bedroom door. And then he looks at himself. And he's like, nah. Then Kevin heads to the room. Goes to try to open the door. But the fucking thing is locked. Damn it, Wayne! Seriously? Is that how he's gonna play it now? Wayne opens the door. Puts an arm around Kevin all nicey-nicey. Like, oh, come in! and then we see there's a couple lines of tape that is drawn down the center of the room like uh, this never never works it didn't work in Full House when DJ and Stephanie had to share a room it certainly didn't work when Homer's like I'll stay on this end of the room and you stay on your side and then basically Homer Simpson just kind of tapes himself into a corner when he realizes whoops oh okay i see it so they got two straight lines going from the doorway all the way to where the window is and then they got one set of masking tape going down like between their beds so wayne pretty much breaks it down for kevin traffic rules this and that like when you come into my room there's gonna be traffic rules you gotta obey and I'm going to play the clip right now. And it's just like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 Wayne. You guys haven't still decided. It's still both of your guys' room until someone decides where one of you is going to go. But I'll play this clip. I'll be right
0: back. I had to shake this off. It was time to work this out. Time to unlock doors.
2: Think of this as traffic control. Meaning what? Meaning if you insist on coming into my room, you will obey the traffic regulations. You will stay in authorized lanes at all times. Otherwise, there's a penalty. Wayne, you're crazy, you know that? Oops, over the line. Sorry. Out of bounds, penalty. Wayne, I'm warning you. Too much time in the red zone. It. Hey! Idiot! I'm, I'm gonna kill you, you! Get off me! Eat it! You punk! It. Cut it out! Cut it out, squirrels! I was gonna kill you! the Hey, how's going on here?
0: It's about that damn room, isn't it?
2: Look, Dad...
0: Fine, then. You can't make a decision. I'll make it for you. Nobody gets it. Dad? You heard me. Nobody. I'll turn it into a dent. Uh, But, but Dad... And I don't want to hear another word about it. You've been bickering long enough. Am I understood? Good. We sat there, stunned by one horrible irony. In struggling to get apart, we'd locked ourselves together once again.
1: So, of course, these drawn-up masking tape lines on the floor do little to uh keep them from fighting again because Wayne is all like oh sorry you're out of bounds this and that starts punching Kevin in the shoulder and then Kevin's had enough he's like fuck this grabs Wayne around the neck and drags him to the ground Wayne actually calls Kevin a punk I've never heard that term used on this show before. I have literally never. That sounds like literally something you would say in the 80s or 90s, calling someone a punk. I don't know how the hell they break something. They're on the damn floor. What would they break? But you hear something break. Then we see, you know, the door's open to the bedrooms open, and Jack is coming down. He's throwing his robe on, coming down the hallway. Like, what the hell? Kids, damn it. And he figures, yeah, it's about the room that they're still arguing about. And he's like, you know what? Fine. You can't settle this yourselves. I'm going to do it for you. Neither of you gets it. I'll turn it into a fucking den. So he goes and kind of shuts the door on the boys. Although, I believe I already did tell you that in season six, um, it could even be season five, uh, but definitely in season six. Jack turns Karen's room into a little office for himself with a desk and everything. Because Wayne eventually, I hope we eventually do see their transition of turning the basement into Wayne's bachelor pad, I guess? So the boys are just sitting there on the floor, a little in shock, like, what just happened here? And Wayne quickly comes to his senses and he's like, fuck this, I'm not staying in this room with you anymore and he grabs a sleeping bag and charges out the into the living room out and outside he's like i'm gonna sleep in my car and kevin is actually charging after him like kevin the isn't this what you wanted you wanted the room to yourself you pretty much got it now right But I don't think he wanted to get the room on these terms of Wayne just giving up on him and saying, fuck this and fuck you. You can have the damn room now. Like I said, Kevin actually has the nerve to chase after Wayne and he's trying to put his shoes on at the same time as he's crossing the yard. And then Kevin's like, Wayne, what are you doing? He's like, well, I'm gonna go sleep in my car. And Kevin's like, well, you gotta bed. And, and Wayne is like, you know, I've had it with you. I'm done with you. I don't want to talk about this anymore. And this is just a culmination. Wayne just, he's fed up. He's tired of it. You know, Kevin is just a little pain in the ass brother in his eyes. And he's like, I would rather stay in my car and sleep in my car than stay one more second in that room with you. And I want to play this clip because this is just, it gets really, really heated here. Finally, Wayne just, all of this shit, has been boiling over. It's like I've been forced to share a room with you and I can't do this anymore. I can't deal with this shit of constantly having to, but I mean, I'm not saying I side with Wayne. I'm not siding with either of them, but him being an older brother, I mean, I can see he's probably tired of this, but it seems like Wayne's always the instigator when it comes to pushing Kevin and I mean, he usually, to me, I think Wayne starts it. Now I feel like I'm getting on Kevin's side here. And. But I'll play this clip and I'll be right back. That's it. Where are you going? <laughs>
2: I mean, it's all your fault. Mine? Hey, I didn't Look, want- I don't even want to talk about it. Now scram. Where are you going? Where does it look like I'm going? Oh, you're going to sleep in your car? You got it, butthead. Well, why? I mean, you got a bed in because there. Because I would rather sleep here than spend one more night in that room with you. What? Don't you get it? I'm sick of you. I'm sick of seeing you. I'm sick of hearing you. And I'm sick of knowing you. Now, get out of here.
0: It wasn't just what he said that hurt. It was the fact that he meant it. And at that moment, I felt betrayed. After 14 years of putting up with the guy, a guy virtually no one could stand, he had the nerve to say a thing like that?
2: Hey, cut it out! Cut it out, scrote!
0: But I didn't care. I was sick of Wayne. For the first time in my life, I truly wanted him gone. And then, Wayne went.
2: Back for that oh,
1: oh, 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 oh. hey! Wow Wayne's words really cut to the core here he just looks at Kevin points in his face emphasizing his words as he says I'm sick of Hearing you, I am sick of seeing you, and what cuts the worst, I am sick of knowing you. Oh my, and, and Kevin just looks at him, his eyes are wide in shock and hurt, and yeah, he does feel per- betrayed. I mean, yeah, they fight, but they're, at the end of the day, they're still brothers. And that should count for something. I mean, honestly, it's worth like that, or saying I hate you. Stuff like that that it cuts deep and those words can't easily they can't be erased. And just Kevin realizing it's like it's not that what he said that hurt. It's the fact that yes, and those were Kevin Wayne did mean it. And we just but then again it's like he's angry. He's frustrated. You know, and that's not, I'm not trying to justify Wayne's words and actions and everything like that. People say shit that they don't mean when things get heated. They say things that usually, ultimately, they end up regretting and apologizing for later. I wonder what time of year is this? This has got to be, this has got to be like early April, spring, and they are in California. Wayne's got his sleeping bag in the back seat and everything so it can't be too too bad that he could spend the night out there i wouldn't want to spend the night out in my car well definitely not now it's like late february but i just wouldn't want to that's just that's not safe regardless of where you were at i would not sleep in my vehicle there's too much bad shit out there that's going on right now and that is the least safest place you could be is in your vehicle sleeping. That leaves you so vulnerable. So Kevin is so angry and pissed off now from Wayne's words, he goes over to the front of the car and starts kicking the bumper. He kicks it so hard that I'm guessing whether Wayne doesn't have the parking brake on or he does and it's just not holding. But they're not on a hill. It's like it's just a regular straight road. But Kevin kicks it hard enough that the car just starts rolling down the hill and you know Wayne's in a sleeping bag and Kevin's like open the door open the door and Wayne's like I can't because the zipper's stuffing oh Wayne that is such a Wayne thing to do and this thing is picking up speed as it's going down this I'm guessing it's a small incline or something it's like Oh, that's a, that is like sheer terror. It's like you're on, in a moving vehicle and you can't get out and you don't know what's going to happen next type of feeling. Oh shit, Kevin kicks the bumper so hard on the front of the car, it falls off. I mean, yeah, the car is a piece of shit and clearly we can see why as it rolls down this little incline. So it's really not. It's just, like, going along backwards. This is the middle of the night. Actually, it's probably, probably, what, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night? And they're, like, screaming at each other. It's like, Kevin's screaming at him, unlock the door, and, and Wayne can't. That damn sleeping bag is stuck. He can't get the zipper down. It's like, somebody would hear and start turning the lights on or come out and see what the hell is going on. They're making enough fucking racket for the whole neighborhood to hear. (laughs) This has got to be some acting from Jason Hervey with the screaming, it's it's, it sucks for him, but shit. So he plows past some garbage cans and then he hits a fire hydrant, like, takes the fire hydrant off completely and a geyser of water just starts shooting out into the air if this happened during the day they'd be making a rainbow oh he actually knocks the fire hydrant over and then like knocks it completely over going over the fire hydrant okay now he's like in someone's front yard oh my god The car does come to a stop, and Wayne is actually able to unzip the sleeping bag and get out. But at least it seems like this incident did kind of make them really look at each other in the situation that they're in for the first time. And Kevin just, like, gives it up. He's like, you know what? I'll take Karen's room. It'll be okay. And then Wayne is like, no, I'll take it. It's like they're both just trying to, like, they got their anger out. I think the situation with Wayne in the car and everything being helpless and everything kind of made them see that one of them now kind of needs to be one of them just want they just want to make each other you know what's I can't even think of the word that I'm thinking of right now like they just kind of want to clear the air and just like say you know don't worry I'll 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 take the room it's cool. This is so sweet, guys. I am gonna play this clip for you. This is so sweet. Just seeing how Wayne is very endearing. Like it's okay, Cap. It's okay. I know it's alright. It's it's fine. It's like he's really sweet and endearing to his brother here. I really really like that. That change in him. Like at the end, Wayne can be an asshole. We get that, but there are these very few golden moments where Wayne can actually be. A nice big brother. Doesn't happen very often, that's why I say it's a golden moment here. And I'm gonna play this clip, and I'll be right back.
0: Sometimes it takes a tragedy to put things in perspective. Sometimes it takes a worn-out rake, five trash cans, and a busted fire hydrant. In any event...
2: I'll take care of you.
0: That night... Wayne and I reached an understanding.
2: No, I'll take it. No, don't really. I'll take the room. No, I want it, really. No, it's okay. I'll take it. No, room. No, no, no. I know it's okay, Kevin. Wait, I'll take the room. It's okay. I'll take the room. It's all right. No, Wayne, don't worry about
0: it. I'll take the room. It's no, fine. No, I'm not worried. I mean, I, I want to I'll tell you In the end, Dad flipped a coin. Childhood is a struggle. In struggling to separate ourselves from one another, Wayne and I had also struggled to stay together. In order to break apart, we'd had to hurt each other. And now, we'd done what we had to do. day on night when I lie in bed listening to my children in their rooms, breathing next to one another, I wish for them what my parents had wished for my brother and me. I wish for them what we had.
1: But basically what happened is Jack flipped a coin, and he decided it. And I like kind of Wayne's thing, saying how, you know, it was our room growing up, and I want it to be your room. And uh, so it looks like Kevin's got the room, and Wayne is in Karen's room. So, yeah, it's an an adjustment. I mean, you guys shared a room for 14 years, and now you just kind of got your... You know, you always had someone there in the room with you now to not have someone. Yeah, that's an adjustment. So my guess is that both beds are staying in Ke- now Kevin's room and then Ke- Wayne is just getting Karen's bed, I'm guessing. So Kevin's just laying in there in bed and just trying to adjust to things and all of a sudden we hear a little knock, knock, knock. Would you hear? You hear this in the clip. It's really, really cute. There's not really dialogue, but... That's Wayne. Like, I think they share, like, Kevin's closet is also on the other side of the wall. Is is that Wayne's closet? Or maybe it's the wall and that uh, is Kevin's closet now. But Wayne knocks on it. Then Kevin kind of pushes this, the clothes out of the way and just sits in the closet there and just kind of does a, I think it's like shave and haircut two bits. I think so. But it's just kind of funny how Kevin's got this little sweet smile on his face, and it's it's really nice that, being that they're separated now, it's like, now they can have a different type of bond. I think being that they're not in the same room, they're not going to always be in each other's faces and asses all the time. So, um, I, I just... You can barely see Kevin's smile there, but because the room is dark and all that's coming in is just like the moonlight and everything, but the smile is there and it's very sweet. It's like now they can be brothers in, in in a different way. It's just now they can kind of develop a different type of bond, like together, but separate like they live in the same house, but they're in separate rooms now. So I like that adult Kevin is kind of referring to, what he wishes for his sons to have, what he and Wayne kind of had growing up, being that, you know, they shared a room and everything like that. And I guess he said his kids in their room, so whether he means, like, they're in separate bedrooms so they don't share that kind of closeness. But we do get a flashback of uh, the boys when they're younger in their rooms and they're playing with the flashlights and everything. It's really, really sweet. And that's the episode there. I think for the rating, the Flower Power Petal episode rating, I'm going to give this 3 out of 5. You know what? I think I'm going to give it 4 out of 5. Yeah, 4 out of 5 Flower Power Petals. One for, you know, the return of Karen that was really cool. We haven't seen her in a while. Um, Kevin and Wayne kind of swinging on the swings and they're tossing the baseball back and forth. And then also them playing basketball together and them agreeing on something is really cool. I kind of like Doug at lunchtime. That was kind of funny. It's like, oh, Kevin's afraid of the dark! Because we don't really get to see Doug much. Um, And of course, the last one is going to be at the end when Kevin and Wayne just come to the conclusion. You know, Jack flips a coin deciding that Wayne's going to be the one to move out, but I just like them being nice with each other and just like, I want, like, I'm gonna give you what you want so that way we can get past this. And then with, at the end, with Wayne knocking on the, on the wall and Kevin knocking on the wall back, I thought that was really sweet. Um, I'm gonna knock one off just because, I don't know, Paul... The thing is where he's, like, always trying to tell Kevin how great he has it because Wayne, or because, um, Paul kind of does without, like, oh, you should be happy you have a big brother and the respect and the this and the that. And he was like that in Buster, too. It's like, yeah, I mean, he was siding with Wayne and everything. It's like, Paul, you, if you were in Kevin's shoes, put yourself in Kevin's shoes and tell me what you've said to him again, if you actually believe that. As far as for wondering one words of wisdom, sometimes if you're growing up and you can't make a decision, like in Kevin and Wayne's situation, then just put it to an outsider, an outside party, let them be the deciding factor then if you can't make a decision because it's not worth the hurt words and the tears and the anger and the I hate you's, you know, don't screw up a lifelong relationship if you can't make a decision. Let someone else, like, flip a coin or whatever and just say fair's fair and be done with it. So, let's give a wonderful welcome to some new Wonderling listeners for the week. We have Panama City, Florida, United Kingdom, Winnipeg, Canada, Mexico, Mexico, Calgary, Canada, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, Centerville, Maryland, Mumbai, India, Dearborn Heights, Michigan, Westlake Village, California, Basking... Ridge, New Jersey, Waynesville, North Carolina, London, United Kingdom, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, Port of Spain, Trinidad and Tobago, Muskegon, Michigan, B H U T A M, Buton. I I apologize if I I, I can't pronounce that. Sacramento, <laughs> Sacramento, California. The Philippines, Staten Island, New York, Baldwin, Missouri, Ashburn, Virginia, Shafter, California, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Lynn, Massachusetts, Florissant, Missouri, Millville, New Jersey, India, India, Forney, Texas, Madison, Alabama, France, Canada, Los Angeles, California, Cleveland, Ohio, Bakersfield, California, India, Grand Rapids, Michigan, Birmingham, United Kingdom, Pennsylvania, and Mountain View, California. Now on to the next, tell you about the next episode I'll be doing, which honestly the next episode is kind of a, like, it's it's okay, it's not great to be honest. And that is Season 4, Episode 19. We're almost done with Season 4. Season 4, Episode 19, entitled The Yearbook, which aired on April tenth, nineteen 1991. Kevin is recruited by the yearbook staff to come up with quotes to describe certain people in school. I think that's bullshit because everyone should be able to give the quote that they want to, not leave it up to people to be assholes and give you a quote that you don't want or humiliates you. Kevin begins to have second thoughts when it seems that one of his descriptions could hurt one student's feelings. See, this is why, like I just said, you don't leave that shit. Who? What principle would even allow that? That, okay, kids, you decide the quotes of what's going to go under people's picture. What? That is fucking stupid as hell. Not to mention that would be cruel. As then, honestly, spoiler alert, they're going to make Kevin the scapegoat, The this uh, yearbook staff here. They're going to basically say shit about people, and then they're going to turn it around, report Kevin, and say this is all on him. Uh, Spoiler alert, guys. Sorry about that, but this... Episode is really like I said it's it's just okay. It's like we had a one with Wayne and Kevin. We had br- family episodes lately. Now we're getting uh Kevin's trying to fit in with the popular nice looking people. But after that one, after that doozy of an episode, guys, we are going to hit hard for the end of the season. We got 3 episodes left. The Episode 23, The Wonder Years, is pretty much just a clip episode, and I cannot really remember how that goes. But, after the yearbook, we have the accident with Winnie. Winnie's coming back, and shit is gonna go downhill pretty fast. Winnie's not the girl that Kevin remembers. Something's different about her. Um, The House That Jack Built, David Schwimmer's first episode, is, um, what the hell is his name? Michael. Michael the Carpenter. (laughs) Um, We get to see some amazing acting towards the end with Jack and Karen. And just life, things are changing. The way of how things are being done is changing. And being in the 70s, people are going to live together. They're going to shack up and they might not be married. Uh, Graduation's a big episode because the gang is graduating. Kevin and Paul are graduating from junior high, they're moving to high school. And then of course we have the Wonder Years. That being said, everyone have a wonderful start to the week. We are in the last full week of February. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm spring, (laughs) I say that every episode, guys, and I mean it, I don't know. Everyone is ready, literally anybody I can think of has said they are ready for spring. I am ready for 50, 60 degree temperatures. (laughs) So, um, oh, another thing. I moved my desk upstairs into my bedroom because there's room and now I can actually use my treadmill. All right, guys, have a wonderful week and I will see you next Sunday with the yearbook episode. All right. Bye bye.